Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. to another edition of Supercoach Edge and yes it's another week down and it truly was a week underlined by the massive performance by Zibont who came out yes. and scored a whopping 181 whilst led meanwhile broke the tackles record with 20 as I welcome you in Liam I see you're going to be uh, doing your your best Oliver impersonation this week <laughs> holding out an empty bowl asking please sir I want some more giving you a fresh out of trades <laughs> <laughs> yes Yes, I am fresh out of trades. Uh, I normally would be a little bit concerned about that, but uh, I just I felt good making those last two trades. Felt very but, good just uh, moving them on, not having to worry about injuries anymore. Because yep. when you have no trades left, you just don't worry about the injuries because you're like, oh, well. Yeah. They happen. Yeah, you're, they you're fresh out of trades and you're fresh out of responsibility as well. Exactly. Exactly. Now, speaking of Oliver. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, very different Oliver. Uh, this week sees the return of our, hopefully sees the return of our lovable mm. Supercoach Pig, otherwise known as Clary. That'll do, mm. Pig. That'll do. Just give me a little pat <laughs> on the head. Yeah, we've been feeding the pig and plumping him up in preparation to run amok this week. So I'm sure we're all excited collectively as, as mm. a Supercoach brethren that we are. We are excited to see him return to his piggy best. Um, but yeah, yeah, we'll be rolling with the usual agenda for this week's ep. However... We are joined by another special guest this week in the form of JP, who currently sits in sixth spot overall and is gunning mm. for the ultimate glory. Jeez, he's, yes. uh, he's in a spot that I would I would love to be in, but also wouldn't love mm. to be in because it's too much responsibility and stress. Yeah, that's a lot of stress. That's a lot of stress being at the top end at this stage of the season. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I am. I'm looking forward to that chat actually. Uh, so you know what? Let's let's get let's get into the episode. Let's let's get there sooner. 
feel like, Let's do it. did you ever read that book? There's a monster at the end of this book, I think it's called, and he's like, oh, is it? Yeah, is that it's like, like, that's not like a choose your own adventure Sesame type Street. thing, is it? No, it's like a Sesame Street oh. book. It's like a picture book. Anyway, there's just like this part. It's got um, Grover from Sesame Street. Yeah. And he's like, every time you turn a page, he's like, every time you turn a page, we get closer to the end. And I'm like, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Let's get so you're end. just skipping all the pages in your case, especially because you got no trades left. You're like, let's just read the last page of the novel, find out what exactly. happens. <laughs> that's that's how I felt just when I said that. Let's let's get to the yep. end. Uh, let's let's get do it quicker so we can uh, chat to a uh, chat to good old JP. But uh, let's let's kick off first with our uh, own individual weeks. Let's have a look at that with the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yes, well, it uh, was a bit of a turn up this week uh, with you turning the tables on me to to nab a well-earned victory against me. So, um, yeah, I mean, you used both of the trades and that's the secret tonic. Should have been yeah, just trading should've... more, but you can't really. But <laughs> if you had less trades, yeah, you would have been trading I was literally more. using more trades at the start. <laughs> uh, it didn't oh, work. You're going to come undone after this week because you won't have any mm. more trades to come mm. at me with. Yeah, maybe, but, maybe that was my issue originally. Was I was using too many trades to, yeah. to try and beat you. Now, now it's gonna it's gonna swing my way. <laughs> oh yes, the pendulum sw- swinging your way. Uh, well, it was another close one. We'll get into uh, how close shortly. But uh, I did score two thousand three hundred seventy-two, and surprisingly, I actually scored two points less than last week. So uh, mm-hmm. I can at least say I'm I'm consistent. Yeah. Um, but however, unfortunately, overall ranking, uh, I did slide. I'm now ranked at 4,077th overall, and I slid almost the, again, the exact same number of ranks I made up last week. So completely negated last week. Just shouldn't even exist considering that. Um, so I did slide 287 spots overall, and it's the first time that I've slid in rank since round 10. So looking to arrest that, and hopefully mm-hmm. it isn't a trend of things to come, um, and it was just an off week. But I'm going to put it to, down to uh, the fact that, I mean, even though you haven't got him, but uh, we have titled the episode... The have bonds and the have nots, and <laughs> I fall into the have nots. I didn't have bond, uh, which would have would have helped me. But oh well, salavi. It is what it is. So in terms of trades, I did opt to hold my nerve again and held with a week of no trades. Um, but that trigger finger, it's getting so so itchy. It's it's at the stage now where I'm just finding any corner tables, bloody chairs. I'm just itching it, and it's just not doing the trick. And I need to pull the trigger. But yeah, in terms of uh, the good. Um, Rory Laird probably goes without saying, uh, he was probably the, the man behind Bont as like mm. the player of the week, the absolute tackling machine. He tackled his way to a glorious 154 as my VC, which, um, I obviously locked up as my El Capitano. Um, <laughs> yes, but it, just insane to think he has scored hundred plus in 14 of his total 15 games that he's played. He's just absolutely insane. And the bloke has to be. I'm going to call it now. We're five rounds out from the end of the year, but I reckon he's going to be the early contender at this stage anyway for super coach player of the season, because he would no doubt be the highest scoring player had injury not delayed his start to the season. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's just going from strength to strength, um, racking up just bulk pill, bulk tackles as we saw on the weekend as well, which we, we love. Absolutely. So um, going well there in terms of the bad. So the big man wits let me down with just 78, and has struggled since round 14, scoring a ton in only every second game. So this isn't good enough. Not, it's just, just not good enough at all, um, especially considering that prior to that, it scored 100 plus in eight 
of nine games. So uh, that consistency is just dissolved away. And I'm going to blame mm-hmm. you, Liam, because you brought him in this week. <laughs> <laughs> I need to blame someone. So I'm just going to point the gun at you. I haven't had him in the last five weeks where he's only scored a ton every second week. <laughs> so I'm going to say it's more an issue of... Uh, me? Me? That? Yeah, you, you, when did you bring him in? Uh, actually, it would have been, yeah, when when did, Wits, when did uh, Gorn go down? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, see. So it sounds oh, like maybe, it's your maybe, problem. Yes, maybe it's a, maybe it's a me problem. <laughs> it's very much a me problem. And this next guy who's in the ugly is very much Ugh. a me problem, but also a you problem because we've it's both a me got problem him. problem too, yeah. And maybe, maybe we are both collectively the problem because the week that we traded him in, he has nosedived completely and it's reflective in his scores. So that man is Liam Baker. And he delivered me an absolute spud and not the kind you can turn into a tasty meal via, you know, spud bar or the like, as this spud was completely rotten to the core. He scored just 61 points against North of all teams. I don't know, like Richmond is a collective. You shit. Great, great performance by North, must say, but just terrible. Absolutely terrible. You think every other team has scored, just had a day out against North, not Richmond. So with Baker, to make matters worse, he's now dropped 32.7K on the weekend and been in slow decline with a 90, 70, and 61 after his four previous five games to that were tons. So, uh, oh, and sorry, even worse than that is the fact that he's an ultra pod in just 4% of teams. <laughs> so his poor scores hit even harder. Uh, fair to say this pod hasn't paid off. What about you? Not at all. How'd you go? Yeah, traveled a little bit better this week uh, than, than you did. Still had some of the issues that you had. Uh, but uh, I did manage a score of 2,386, which was a nice return to form, uh, especially when I had to field Hobbs in place of Oliver. And boy, did that look uh, shaky, shaky when Hobbs, Hobbs went down with a shoulder injury. But uh, no, the, the boy's a pig of the future. Uh, yes. We both, be, both had him. Clary Oliver. So yes, yes. So I mean, it didn't make a difference in our head to heads, but uh, yeah, it was, I remember seeing him. And I mean, I was obviously like, oh no, um, he's he's in he's in my football side, but also he's in my super coach side and didn't know if it hurt more. Uh, and then it was actually quite funny. So I was watching this, sorry, just a little bit of a side side story here. I was watching the scores during the game, uh, super coach scores as well. Well, I was at the game. Um, and I was I was up against Emp in one of our uh, head uh, one of our leagues. Yep. Um, and I was just behind him, and then I got just ahead of him, and. Uh, it was in the last, obviously, the last game. It was the last five minutes of the Essendon game, and Hobbs. I think Hobbs kicked it into inside fifty to. Ooh, it's a I goal assist, who, wasn't it? Yeah. It was a goal assist. I can't remember who he kicked it to. It might have been Stringer. Um, yeah. And then ran straight off the field, and I was like, "Oh, that's not what I need. I need him to be on because I was only a couple of points ahead of uh, ahead at that stage." And um, Wits was off as well. I noticed that. Yeah, Wits was off. There was just, it was just it was chaos. Calamity. Was chaos for myself. Um, but. It's okay. I then realized that I was actually ahead, just ahead, and those scores hadn't counted yet. So it was okay. Oh. So I was like, there's, there's scores coming, there's scores, there's points coming. <laughs> and uh, and I don't think Emp had any players in that game that were different to mine. Uh, like I had, or I, I, he didn't have any players that could score extra points for him, I guess is what my point was. Yep. Uh, but anyway, that's, 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 that's just, that was a good feeling. It was a good feeling. So thank you. Yeah, thank you very much, Hobbs. Yeah. 
get a bit of a bit of a honorable mention uh, before yep. we get into it. He saved, <laughs> anyway, he saved remember, me as well with my with, yeah. with, uh, my cash lead that yes. you're in as well. Yeah. And I ended up it was literally to and fro, and um, my opponent ended up having I think it was Merritt, um, Ridley, and Torquay as his captain, and I had Hobbs oh. and Wits. And thankfully, uh, Hobbs, when he went off, I was like, oh, I'm done for. Came back mm. out, came back on like an absolute champ. Saved me because he actually performed better than Wits. Like, you know, performance-wise, Wits is just an absolute plotter. Could have lost me the match, but I ended up winning by, I think it was about six points in the end. And mm. has all but secured me a spot in my finals. Uh, so thank oh, nice. God for Hobbsy. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. Well, onto my overall ranking. Uh, I did manage to head in the right direction this week, up 785 spots. Sit sixteen thousand three hundred and sixty-eighth overall. Uh, in terms of trades, yes, we as as you heard at the top of the episode, I decided to use both of my last two trades <laughs> this week. Uh, I axed Nank. I know he played. I just didn't trust it. Yeah. Just didn't trust it. And then he decided to you know knee a player in the head or whatever. <laughs> just decide to knee a player like, like check out my PCL. Too injury. much risk. Yeah, too much Have risk. A close the look. same knee. Was it, was, it, was it the same knee? Was it a different knee? Was it... Yeah, maybe it's testing out the strength of it just by kneeing someone in the head. Oh, anyway, so I moved him on. Just the risk was too high, yeah. I think. Um, obviously, I also had Parrish, so I moved him on as well. So with my final two trades, I brought in Jared Witts and Jordan Dawson into the uh, into the mid. Uh, Jordan Dawson played in the midfield. Jared Witts obviously is a ruckman. Uh, so that's that's me over. That's, that's me. I'm going to kick back. I've got my beers ready. Um, yep. Just going to... Knock off drinks. Let, let, let the game, let the game take over. I'm just going to sit back <laughs> and watch. Um, anyway, onto my good. Uh, I, I can't go any further than uh, than Rory Laird. What's not to love when you've got the VC on a man who scores 154, which was the highest score in my side for the round, and he's laid 20 tackles in a game. Just Rory Laird, take a bow. Thank you very much. Yep. Uh, onto the bad. I've gone a bit... I've gone the same way. Witsy as well. Witsy on de- debut for my side. Didn't give me what I was hoping for with just a 78. But I am going to give him a bit of a reprieve as he uh, he was double teamed in the ruck uh, in that game with uh, uh, Gold Coast not playing another recognised ruckman by Andy Phillips and the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Danny Draper. Yeah, Andy Betts style. Andy Betts playing ruck now. Yeah. Just love that we're living in Sammy Draper's. <laughs> Sammy Draper's world, we're just living in it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, on to the ugly. For the ugly, I've gone with the Hallicrypta. Mm, yep, fair. I'm well and I mean, I know Baker, but I, I wanted to go a bit differently. I'm well and truly tired of your scoring. Look, I didn't catch the game, um, but I was watching the scores. Um, and he just seems to be hot out of the blocks most weeks. Like he's he's mm. looks like he's on track for a good score after quarter time, even half time. And then he just seems to pull up a bit and struggle to score, like to finish the match out. Now, I don't know, you're, you're the, the Carlton man, you're the resident Carlton man, but uh, I... Unfortunately. <laughs> I don't know. Is it, what is it? Is it, is, does he look injured? Is he just cooked? Um, like, t- like, is it just the fact that, you know, it's a, it's a long season and he's just tiring? Um, or what, what do you, do you have a, any insight, I guess, there? Uh, yeah, we'll ask JP the same thing when we have a chat to him because he's a, he's a Carlton mm. man as well. Um, but yeah, I've said it previous weeks, like he's, he's not kicking, I mean, he kicked a goal on the weekend, but he's not kicking the same, uh, number of goals. Uh, cause you know, 
goals are few and far between. He kicked one on the weekend, all good, but he's kicking field kicking's shit. His um, disposal choice is terrible. He's rushing. Um, he's trying to do too much, getting caught in tackles, um, as opposed to taking first options, handballing off to someone else, and he's handballing more as well. And on the weekend, he only had seventeen disposals, which is uh, his lowest for a little while, I think. So mm. he's he's still playing the same number of minutes. He played eighty-two okay. percent of game time, um, which makes me think, okay, he's not being managed for injury or anything, but. Considering his handballing so much compared to the start of the year, makes mm. me think, oh, maybe there is a niggle there, whether it's to do with his leg or to do with his back, which he had issues with in seasons gone by. Um, but I don't know. It's 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 so hard to to yeah. work out what the so, issue is. Uh, yeah. But he's, he's not the same. Tough, not the same tough bloke. question. <laughs> yeah, but no, he's, he's not the same bloke. That's the thing. And we'll ask JP as well as to what his thoughts are. Like, do you persist with him? Do you get rid of him as like a luxury mm. trade? But I am think i think at this stage you know short's been in the gun over the past few weeks for me and probably for both of us as well um but i think cripps is now top of the list he's like a massive liability because there's no i i can't see any signs for him turning around his form and recapturing what he was showing early in the season i think even they asked the voss about it in the presser last week i think it was about cripps um generally just how he was going and he kind of defended it and said oh you know he's in good form he's you know he's doing as well as he can with the support that he has and all that and other shit, you know, just rolling out yeah. the typical stereotypical stuff. But yeah, short answer, I have no idea. Um, and short answer long-term is I, I can't see him turning it around, unfortunately. Yeah, fair. Fair call. And I guess looking at it quickly, he's in 57% of teams, so it's not the end of the world Yeah, if you do have him because most people are probably contending with the same issue. Um, but mm. equally, it does make sense that, you know, you kind of want to get rid of him. Um it could be a little bit of an antipod. Like you could potentially trade him out, um, you know, whilst the yeah. majority of the competition or at least half the competition have him to make up ground yeah. on those people that stick by him. Um, and if he continues Which punching think, out yeah. shit scores um, exactly. and you bring in like a Bont or a, a Steel or someone who can average, you know, 20, 30 points more at this stage anyway, it looks like a, a week, you're going to make up some fair ground. So, yeah, one, two, one, yeah, think about that. Fair call, fair call. But uh, let's 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 move on. Let's have a look at the quick quick look at a head to head. Damon, you've got the twelve wins, six losses, uh, and a point differential of plus eight oh three. And I have the six wins, the twelve losses, and am down by eight hundred and three points. Well, it's official, Liam. It's official now. With five weeks to go, I have secured our head to head victory. But you can tell I'm flat in in announcing this because there's no <laughs> fanfare. No, do, 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 no streamers, no nothing, because it's a cheap it victory be. for me after the uh, Supercoach <laughs> gods intervened and ruined it with injuries to your team. So they've, they've taken the sting out of the uh, the head-to-head competition uh, for season 2022. So they've just poor. They, they're, they're in the ugly, I think, at this stage, uh, mm. overall for the season. Um, in your ugly, no doubt, um, but by extension, my ugly overall. I, I feel like it's, you know, the saddest part is I can't even hold on to the – I can still mathematically make finals. Like it's still mathematically possible for me to, to be to win this. <laughs> yeah. Although, although That's having the said that part. though. Yeah. <laughs> having, having said that though, like you did chip away at the differential, the point differential this week. Only by 14 points, but who knows? You could still you could still come back. Hold on to the home. Hang on. 14 points times by <laughs> yeah. 14. Yep. Over five weeks. 
divided by 14, uh, I'm gonna have 57 weeks to, to to make it back. Yeah, and you need to uh, you need to score 160 uh, points extra than me a week over the next five weeks. So um, okay. good luck with that. 14 points <laughs> is not gonna help. Ah, <laughs> uh, classic. <laughs> let's move on. Let's get into the talking points that came out of the weekend. Uh, let's have a quick look at them in the week that was. I don't care. In the week that was, we keep you up to date on the key talking points of the round. Yes, and uh, the biggest talking points, uh, apart from obviously the loss of Piggy Oliver going oh into God. the round, of course, <laughs> was the uh, the poor form of Maxi Gorn in his second game back from injury. We spent a fair bit of time up forward, uh, but did generally struggle as well. Meanwhile, Toby Mankervis made a miraculous recovery to play. <laughs> <laughs> I think he knew that uh, you were using one of your one of your two trades remaining yeah. on him. And he's What's like, you know what? But if I, I didn't trade him, he would have been like the latest of outs. Like, yep. you know, he was on, he was training, you know, warming up and then didn't play. Uh, anyway, whatever. I think it's just a, a uh, cruel joke from the super coach guards just pulling the strings. Like, hey, yeah. let's finish off the season in style for Liam. Yeah. Bastards. Well, thanks. Thanks, Toby. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, anyway, whilst... Popular primo Josh Kelly sustained a concussion and will obviously, unfortunately, miss this coming week against your boys in the Blues. Yes, and uh, I guess aside from the injury front, the form of the inevitable, I'm going to say, going to call it now, mm. probably no um, uh, no secrets about it, the inevitable rising star winner in Nick Dacos continues to get better and better after he amassed 40 disposals, five tackles and three goals for a return of 163 points. This, this bloke is like... You know how much I rant and rave about Walshy, but like he is just completely on another level. Like, can you believe he is now priced at 555.2K <laughs> and had a total price rise of 361.4 since debut? Like he's already established himself as a super coach primo just 14 games into his career. It's just absolutely insane. Absolutely nuts. And uh, I guess continuing on the rookie front. Uh, we've got two that we can talk about. Noah Cumberland from the from the Tigers scoring 101 in his second game. Very nice. Yeah. Whilst mid-season rookie recruit Jai Cully finally debuted and scored 90 for the Eagles and was just an absolutely just was absolutely a tap, tackling machine. Mm. Just love that. That's what you love. That's what you love from a from your from your rookies, especially. And that's probably a decent enough segue. Let's jump into the price is right. My money don't jiggle, jiggle, it folds. I'd like to see you wiggle, wiggle, for sure. It makes me want to dribble, dribble, you know, riding in my fear. You really have to see it. Six feet. Two in The Price is Right, we run through the top buy, sell, hold, and weight options for this round of Supercoach. We'll chat about the pros, the cons, and who you should be considering trading in or out of your side this week. Um, and let's start off with the sell. Yes, well, uh, just with the sell, we're sort of mixing it up. Uh, we're sort of veering to that. Um, last week, just with regards to the mm. discussion on the number of trades, you know, one could consider at this time of the year. And, you know, as we know that trades are dwindling and uh, so too are options um, because a lot of people have already completed their sides. So, and thankfully on the weekend, no real massive long-term injuries, thankfully to fix. Attention really only turns to luxury trades at this stage of the year. So, you know, we'll probably roll through the the main suspects, we'll call them, mm. um, for the sell. Um, so, Probably should do a little bit of a side note here. However, 
we do talk about these luxury trades in the context that it really does come down to your own specific situations and how many trades you've got left, how much cash you've got left in the bank. Um, so don't be making these willy-nilly if it means that you're going to be um, in a compromising position with no real cover on the bench. Um, sort of similar yeah. to your position, Liam, but obviously <laughs> your, your position was a byproduct of the gods being dickheads. So... We'll just no, and I, I do agree. And I mean, also the other thing to keep in mind, if you're in a cash league, this mm. week is not generally the last week of uh, before finals. I don't think it would ever not be. I can't think. No. Don't yeah. think you can so stop it really. If you need to, or yeah, if you need to make finals, like mm. sometimes making a trade is worth the risk. Yeah, um, true. Because it's, it could be a case of if you don't make the trade, do you not make finals? Um, yep. And then what's the point? Uh, there's no point, especially if you're playing for cash. Um, yeah, so I think that's one thing that I always like to factor in um, is there's no point holding off on the on the you know the hope that you're yeah. going to make finals. There could be, yeah. Um, but yeah, in those situations, absolutely um, keep them in mind. So the main sell suspects, I think, we'll keep it quite short here. Could be lengthy, but uh, you know we've spoken about them in the past. Crisp, short, um, but the main two, I think, at this stage. Uh, one we spoke of uh, early in the episode and we have for a number of weeks now, Patrick Cripps, again, <laughs> fell to fire on the weekend with an 84 and is one that could be worthy of a luxury trade, goes without saying. And the next one is uh, someone we spoke of last week in Tom Green from the Giants and, uh, yes, another luxury trade uh, because he pulled in uh, a stinker that was even stinkier than the previous week where I think he scored 51 this week. Or the weekend just gone, scored a 49. So he's lost 38K on the weekend and he's projected to lose another 43K this week to sit actually below his start price at 399, which is quite surprising to see. Considering his start to the year, he's absolutely scintillating and on fire, but he has fallen away. And we did warn last week with the inclusion of Hopper and then Taranto obviously being in the middle, having to share some time and minutes. Um, Might've been a bit of a, bit of a flow on negative effect there. So, I think uh, nail in the coffin there with Tom Green. If you do have him, I would prioritise him ahead of Paddy Cripps at this stage. If you don't have him, Paddy Cripps is probably first and foremost the um, the issue to rectify. But yeah, yeah as we said, um, comes down to your specific situations. But let's move on to the buy. Yes, uh, for the buys, we have given attention uh, here turning to more to those luxury trades, as uh, we just mentioned. So we'll list the top options we've identified across each position, just assuming that you haven't got them, obviously, um, but also assuming um, that you've got the luxury trades you need to be making. So again, target these guys if you don't have them and you need, and you've got the option of a luxury trade. You don't need to, uh, you don't need to just get these guys in for the sake of getting them in. If that if that makes sense. Um, we'll run through each line and we will also throw in a bit of a pot option as well. So we'll kick off in defense and surely, surely it should become as no surprise. We have James Sicily here, defense defender eligible, 585.7K with an average of 114.7 and a break even of 136. He has all but bottomed out after being priced as high as 635.3. And uh, while you could potentially afford to wait another week with that break even of 136, it is the fact that he faces North Melbourne that could prompt you to pull the trigger a little bit early. He is the number one ranked defender. So if you don't have him for some reason, get him in, prioritize him, you know, dump short, get Sicily. You'll, yep. you'll, you'll be happy. 
he's a, he's a must-have. Yeah, obviously, speaks for itself. Number one ranked defender. Going to keep scoring out of his absolute anus. So um, good man to have. Another good man to have, and it is turning <coughs> attention to the midfield, and we've spoken of yep. him ad nauseum here. Probably you can guess who we're talking about. Jack Steele, midfielder, 562.2K, averaging a 111.5 with a break-even of 87. And he's now scored four consecutive tons since returning from injury and is as sound and consistent a midfield option as they come. So should be top of the list for those needing a midfielder with a three-game average of 116.3. So he has the uh, the... Yeah, the the points in the bank, I guess. Like, you know, he's, he's done it all season, not just on return mm. from injury. He's really picked up from where he left off. Um, and he's a really good price at 562.2K. So um, speak about all the time. He's got a high floor, high ceiling, uh, consistent, which is really important for head-to-head leagues. So if you are prioritizing head-to-head leagues at this stage of the year, look at him. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, moving on to the ruck. We've got Rowan Marshall, and he obviously is a ruck forward, so he could also move into your forward line um, as well uh, if, if you if you need someone more as a forward. Uh, but he's probably the best ruck you can you can find at this stage. I don't want to say the best ruck, mm, but he's probably yep. a good pick for the rucks um, yeah. at this stage uh, at his price point and just sort of with the potential that he's got, um, which we'll touch on in a sec. He is averaging 87.4, priced at 460.6 with a, a break-even of 107. Now, it may surprise some to hear us actually mention Marshall as an option here, uh, especially in the ruck, but he now comes into calculations off the back of an unfortunate Paddy Ryder injury. He's obviously gone down uh, and he's been ruled out for the range of the season. And I, I don't know, I worry that that's maybe the last we see of Mm. Paddy Ryder just at his age um, and sort of his injury history as well. Um, but in the five games that Marshall has solo rucked in 2022, he's averaged 112.8 with scores of 124, 67, 125, 92, and one fixed 156. Uh, but when he does share the ruck with Ryder, he averages just 75.82. So not, wow. you know, there's a big disparity there. Um, yeah, that's a that that's a thirty-seven point difference yeah. on average. Yeah, crazy. And so, yeah, so he would obviously be a cheaper option for those that are strapped for cash and you're just needing to, you know, do a bit of a sideways trade, um, or if you're looking for some ruck cover long term, if you have an R three ruck forward DPP swing like uh, uh, Teakle or just I don't know who else there is mm. now that's available, but uh, just if you have an R three that is that ruck forward. Uh, switch then you can bring your initial forward and uh you've got some decent cover for the ruck line as well very nice he is coming to calculations for myself and uh off the back of that yeah he's uh so he's in six percent of teams so he is a relative pod as well so which is always good comes with the dpp there as a forward ruck so absolutely like that prospect there moving on to uh the forward line and it's another dpp eligible player and it is marcus bontempelli as a midfield forward He's priced at 615.4K, averaging 116.6 with a break-even of 78. And the Bont came through with the goods on the weekend with 181, which saw his price rise 18.4K. And he presents as great value considering he has been a picture of consistency with tons in 14 out of 16 games. So it's it's really wild to think he's still valued at 36.6K below his actual starting price. So... Um, it probably speaks more to the fact that his ceiling hasn't been as big as what it has been yeah, yeah. compared to previous years, but his floor has been really, really high. Um, it's funny so, you say that after he scores 181. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's probably one, I mean, it is his highest score of the year. He scored yeah. a few 130s, 120s, but not to the frequency that he had of last year, for example. So um, 
yeah, he's, he still goes without saying, um, provides that security there with the high floor. And Supercoach Gold projects him to potentially rise 40 to 50K over the next couple of weeks. Uh, but they do have him projected to score. I think it was about a 130, 120-odd uh, across both of those weeks. So if he does, this could be the last chance to jump on him before he skyrockets out of reach. So, um, yeah, he's a, he's a primo. I think he's now rated off the back of that score anyway, uh, the number one ranked forward uh, on overall points. So uh, fair effort by the Bond because I think he's missed a game or two here or there. So mm. done very well. Very nice. Very good. Very good. I like that. Mm. Find some trades. We'll definitely be considering bringing him in. Uh, now we're going to pot option for you. Uh, it is, mm. this is, so this is with the pot option, we're just going to look at a player that's sort of in, in a relatively small percentage of teams. This, this one's in just 1.6%. Um, and it'll be across any line. So he is a midfielder, and it is Chad Warner. He has uh, comes in at a price of 544.6K, averaging 99.1, with a break-even of 62. Now, we always want to just, you know, give you give you some uh, pot options, um, and it's obviously for those that do like to take that risk. And Chad Warner presents, if I'm if I'm honest, is a bit of an interesting option, I want to say, in the midfield. Probably not a great... Not, not a great option, but just, just an interesting one. Um, it's a risky option. Mm. Uh, he is in just 1.6% of teams, um, and he could be one to shake up a few league head-to-heads and yeah. rise up the ranks for those looking for something a little bit different. Uh, in his last three games, he's had scores of 155, 108, and 148 against the Dons, the Dogs, and the Dockers. Um, and he's a risk. He is a risk. He's, the rest of his scoring for the season has been a bit up and down, um, he's really found that consistency in the last couple of weeks, um, but he is in some very, very good form. And recent form is, you know, what you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so, look, again, risky option, um, but not a bad option maybe if you didn't have the have the cash to be able to splash um, if you had Crips. Um, it's a risky option, um, but I don't know, one, one you could consider. Yeah, just having a quick look at his CBA. So they have actually risen over the past few weeks, uh, 65 from around 14, 65%, dropped to 45, then up to 77 uh, season high, 69, and then 77% again on the weekend. So it looks as though compared to the start of the year anyway, where he was averaging around about 58 to 45%, um, he's actually jumped up and he's being given more responsibility now. So you actually mentioned this to me, Liam, um, over the weekend, I think it was, and you said he's one to watch. It might have even been last week, I think. He's one to watch for next year because it looks as though he's yeah. been given more responsibility and he's, oh. he's you know, um, replying in turn to that uh, with some good form. So, yeah, it would be a super pod to um, to try and get a hold of and um, and put in your team 2%. And let's move now on to onto the bubble, really. Um, and there's a couple of options here. And the first is Noah Cumberland, uh, who is a midfielder forward priced at 123.9K, averaging an 81.5 with a break-even of negative 91. And the young Tiger has been super impressive in his first two games, returning scores of 62 and 101. And he's a, he's a great downgrade bench cover option also. And I guess a cash cow, if you still have enough excess trades to use him <laughs> as such longer term, which is probably ghost ship teams, um, 2% of the competition. Um, but yeah, he's, uh, he, I think he's kind of been the replacement for, uh, for a Tom Lynch type, um, type character. So interesting. Um, don't know if, if it's going to, you'd probably think it'd be impactful when Lynch returns, but eh, I don't know. He's an yeah. option nonetheless. Dimmer, I think came out today and said that 
Lynch and uh, Martin are both not going to return this week. Ah, very um, good. Off, off what, from what I remember. Um, so don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure those two will miss another We're week at least. Um, yep, let's quote it by Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> please. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so should get another at least another week out of him. Um, not a bad downgrade option. I mean, it's sort of that awkward timing. It, it depends what you're downgrading him for. Um, yeah. Or who to who trim him, who you're downgrading him from, um, and what the purpose is. So yeah, it's it's a tough one with on the bubble, but uh, definitely not a bad option. And another option is uh, Josh Carmichael from the Pies, uh, mid forward eligible, 102.4k, averaging just 55.0 on the dot, uh, with a break even of minus 50, and he has scored well enough uh, considering his bargain basement price. Uh, since being drafted as a mid-season rookie at the Pies, scoring the 54 and the 56. And his score on the weekend could have been twice as good had he not butchered the ball to the extent that he did, which featured three free kicks against, 10 clangers and just 25% disposal efficiency from eight tackles and 24 disposals, all of which were kicks, which is nice what? to see. <laughs> what was he doing? Was he like just 25% like- disposal efficiency. So he is... That's six. Six of his disposals actually hit the target. Wild, wild. Yep, crazy. Uh, the foundation is obviously there for good scores in the future, but he'll need to fix his disposal. Quick, smart, and with Jai uh, Cully on the on the cusp as well. Mm. Um, there's probably a better option for that mid forward role if if you if you need to. And I'd almost go Cully ahead of him because at yep. the very worst, if he doesn't play, he's still got the DPP. I know Carmichael does as well, but Cully looks as though he's got a a better, I mean, he's played one game, so it's it's, it's more sample size. Uh, but he looks like he's got a decent ability to score as well. Yeah, and uh, just to back that up as well, just in terms of Cully, Adam Simpson said in his uh, his presser, it looks like he's up for the fight. He had twelve tackles and five to six clearances. You'd take that for a first gamer. He'll remember that forever. So, mm. um, yeah, he's uh, he's in the good books of Adam Simpson. Good, yeah. What's uh, what's Maybe happening now? I don't know. What's happening, David? Now. You said now. That, uh, that rings a bell because I have Ooh. like a voice in my head that's echoing now, now, and for good reason because it is. I'm the Capitan. Now. now. Look at me. I'm the Capitan. Now. But yeah, <laughs> that was great. Uh, now we scrounge in I'm the country now. We scrounge through the data and we find you the best options for your VC and C this weekend based off some uh, historical form. And first up on Friday night, 750 against Richmond, we have Andy Brayshaw. He's averaged 87.75 over his last four against the Tigers, uh, with scores of 190. So Ooh. the rest of the scores aren't going to be great if he's averaging no. 87.75. Uh 63, 36, and 62. Now that's every game he's ever played against the Tigers. So he's only played four. Uh, uh he has had a downer on the weekend, but has scored uh 130 plus in three of his last five games. So hmm. Friday night could be a good VC option, especially considering uh some of the other options you could have for your C later in the weekend. Mm. I like it. I like it. Good old Andy. He's in uh good form. The weekend wasn't totally up to scratch um but we'll we'll um we'll let him off the leash there not too bad but uh moving on to another option and it is the next game uh against north and hawthorne it is sicily 
they play on Saturday at 1.45 p.m., averaging a 97.5 in his last four games against the Roos with scores of 105, 114, 95, and 76. So uh, as we spoke of as a, you know, a buy candidate, really, um, he is just a picture of consistency, number one ranked defender. Um, and against North, um, why not? There's, there's no reason for him not to do well, So unless the, the ball just isn't in defense. Um, for Hawthorne, which could happen. But um, given the Roos have been competitive over the past few weeks and obviously coming off the back of a win as well, um, the ball should be down there enough for Sicily to intercept like crazy and um, put up some saucy scores. Hopefully. That's what I hope yeah. for. <laughs> Moving on to the the man, I want to say oh, the, the, the second man for the moment this round. Mm. The other one's coming up. It is Rory Laird against Sydney. Uh, Saturday at 1.45 p.m. He has averaged 102 in his last four games against the Swans with scores of 121, 88, 89, and 110. And he is in a rich run of form with a three-round average of 136.3 and a five-round average of 135.8. But, mm. but the Swannies give away the third least points to oppo, uh, opposition inside mids. So... Mm. That's a concern, especially when you look at the weekend. Brayshaw, who played against uh, the Swans, he had a downer. Yeah, uh, the week before, McRae, he only yep. scored the 100 against the Swannies. Um, yep. Yeah, just mm. just, uh, just something to consider. Just something to consider. Yeah, it's, it's something that I didn't consider. And now that you've, you've said that, I am considering it. I think and, mm. if I was – I wouldn't have an issue with the VC on him because the risk yeah. is mitigated, I guess. Uh, being able to play someone else, but uh, yeah, oof. But it is it is Lady, and he's only had one score below a hundred, which was yep. his return game. So at the very least, and because he's got that high floor as well, yeah. Like you say, I mean, he's as a VC, you can probably afford to take the risk, which I'll probably yeah. do anyway. I, I think a lot of people agree. will. Uh, but uh, let's move on to the next option, and it is Lockie Neal, who faces Gold Coast on Saturday at 7.10 p.m., and he's averaged 116.25 in his last four games against the Suns with scores of 108, 64, 151, and 142. So, uh, yeah, a bit of a mixed bag there, but uh, shown yeah. enough in those previous encounters that uh, he's pumping out some captaincy-worthy scores there. So, yeah, consider him. But would they put a tag on him? Could Tookie Took took Miller become like a tagger just to, just to get under his skin <laughs> nah you think you think they wouldn't please. um please <laughs> you think they wouldn't they wouldn't tag him but no. yeah, he wasn't tagged on the weekend either neil from memory so no no he wasn't again especially by gws as well which was interesting yeah they've got a couple of that, decent taggers yeah because i thought i thought um i was going to call him there on cameron but i thought mcvay came out and said they were going to put some time into him with like a run with player and mm. I think he identified Ash, but didn't happen. So playing funny buggers. Play I think coaches just saved games. Short term memories. Not good. Not good for footy. Yeah. No, no, not, not at all. Uh, in the same game, we have Took Miller. Um, he has averaged 97 his last four against the Lions with scores of 99, which came earlier in the year, 115, 80, and 94. So again, a bit of a mixed bag there. Um, yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Yep. He didn't have a great one on the weekend. Scored just 110. Um, he did get a little bit of time put into him. Um, yeah. His score but, was mostly made up in junk time or pretty much yeah. the last quarter when 
sort of the Suns are out of the game, never going to win it. And your mob just probably took the foot off the pedal a little bit and just yeah, I don't think Caldwell was putting much of a hard tag at that stage and Took was just nah. running around yeah. really nilly. Yeah, most certainly. Yep. But um, another option is Marcus Bontempelli, who plays Melbourne on Saturday at 7.25 p.m. And he's averaged 125.25 in his last four games against the Ds. So he's done quite well with scores of 105, 125, 136, and 135. And he is, of course, coming off the back of a big 181 against the Saints. So could he be in for another big score with both of those factors, I guess, combined? So doing well. Juicy, 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 juicy. Now, <laughs> we've got Chuck McRae as another option. Mm. Who, interesting, but averaged 141.25 in his last four against the Ds oh, with wow. scores of 133, 145, 146, and 141. He wasn't in bad form on the weekend, scored 128. That's no, good. Yep. Mm. Is that, I doubted is that, him. Is he, is he coming back? Is he, yeah. is he going to give us a 141? Yeah. Well, he's... he's He's consistent because I think he's scored a hundreds in every single game up until round eight. So at least he's been consistent, but it's those yeah. high captaincy worthy scores that have been few and far between. Um, yeah. Yeah. If so, he was your VC, I'd like him as a VC like Laird. Yeah. I'd much prefer him if I could have him as the VC. Yep. No, I totally agree there. Uh, moving on to another guy uh, in that same game. And it is track Christian Petrarca. Uh, he's averaged 110.5 in his last four games against the Dogs with scores of 163, 105, 92, and 82. Does come off the back of that uh, 141 that he scored on the weekend. So, I mean, his history against the Dogs doesn't look that favorable apart from that uh, most recent game, I think it was, which is the 163. Um, so, I mean, you can't ignore him off the back the of the year. Early in the year, yeah. So you yeah. can't ignore that. Recent form happened this year um, and his score on the weekend. So combines for potentially another good score. It'll be interesting. It might be a high scoring shootout, I think, or at least in super coach terms, like all the big guns, McRae, Bont, Petrarca, Piggy Oliver. Um, there's a few, few options there, Dunkley even. So I can't see either side putting time or effort into like trying to negate or shut down a player. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be a lot of head to heads in that game, which will be interesting to watch. Um, Moving on to the next game of the round, uh, it's your boy, Sammy Welsh. Against yeah. GWS, Sunday at 110. Now, he's got an average of 109.75 in his last four against the D uh, against the Giants, sorry. Uh, and that scores of 149, 71, 87, and 132. Now, that 149 came earlier in the year. So, again, another one that just based off historical, very recent, sorry, historical form, um, could be... Could be in for a big one. Um, yeah. Mm. Just going to leave it there. Yep. That's, that's, don't mind it. That's all I'm going to say. Don't mind it, of course, obviously. I mean, he's, he's <laughs> my boy. Uh, but another scintillating youngster is Nick Dacos. So he's a bit of a left field one, but can't yes. ignore him. He is a primo yes. of the future and of current times, uh, given current form. Faces your mob on yes. the weekend on Sunday at 310. And he scored 71 in his first game against the Dons on Anzac Day. But he has a three-round average of 135 and a five-round average of 122 <laughs> with scores of 143 against Gold Coast, 99 against North, 163 against Adelaide. So he's a very, very big, smoky option. Um, yeah, I don't think anyone will really be thinking about him as a captaincy option. Do but it. You can't ignore him. 
Do it. 40 disposals, three <laughs> goals on the weekend. Just just do it. Like if you need a leg up against your opponent and you haven't put a, a captaincy yeah. on anyone, like and they haven't got Dacos, that could set you apart. Um risk. It's a nice big it's risk. a nice risk, I think, in that case. If you were if you were, you know, out down by a fair bit, it's it's just a nice mm. risk to take. And that's why I think I've got him here. Uh, in this list is just that it's a risk that you could take if you were because he plays later on that Sunday, so yep. to keep up your sleeve if you if you if you need something. Um, moving on in that same game, we got Zach Merritt. Uh, he's averaged 111.5 in his last four against the Pies, uh, with scores of 123 from earlier in the year, 116, 120, and 87. Um, so nothing really to write home about, but he has a three-round average of 141 with scores of 140, 147, and 136 in his last three games. And, oh, Collingwood give away the most points to inside midfielders. Oh, wow. It's all coming up merit, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, very much so, especially without, <laughs> without uh, Parrish there. Like, he is taking yeah. advantage of that, isn't he? Mm. Just... Just all the points to zero. Yeah, Jeez. all the points. Yeah, greedy little. But, uh, <laughs> greedy little man. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> last option that we've got listed here before we uh, move on to the honourable mentions is Jack Steele faces West Coast on Sunday at 4.40pm and he's averaged 114.75 in his last four games against the Eagles with scores of 150, 109, 122 and 78. So um, should have a day out against the Eagles you'd think, um, going by recent form, in good form. And, yeah, can't uh, you can't discount him. No, you cannot. I, yeah, in great form, in great form. And as a pretty good average against the Eagles as well uh, with that 150 last year. Um, on to the honourable mentions. We've got two here. Uh, first off is, is Clary Oliver, assuming he plays. Um, he has been in hot form and has a decent average against the Doggies as well mm. of 123.75 in his last four with a 112, a 139, a 144 and a 100 uh, making those games up. But obviously the question mark just kind of comes in with obviously being having been injured. Does he does he take a lesser role? Does he get managed a little bit in-game? Um, yeah, does does the, mm. the, the finger or thumb uh, affect him a little bit? there hopefully it means he's going to be kicking more and not and handballing less mm-hmm. yes imagine yeah but as, long, as long as he's hitting targets don't just bomber on the boot because it's going to be all for nothing but uh <laughs> just hit up a few a few zingers unless he uh, just kicks at 40 meters every time just bang yeah. at 40 meters doesn't yeah, matter about efficiency then yep champion data just love that just get meters doesn't matter where it goes anyway who else we got honorable mentions uh bailey dale so in that same game yeah mm. oh it is too yes Uh, So the Ds, you've written down this nice little stat here. The Ds give away the most points to opposition kick-ins or kick-in players and the second most to gen defenders. So, uh, yeah, bodes well in terms of like a favorable matchup. Um, Yes. He's very much a pot, I think, still Bailey Dell at this stage as well. So, yeah, you'd you'd be jumping on him as a bit of a, even more so, a pod VC or C option. So, yeah. Have a think yeah, about it. So have a think. Now, Damon, who are your selections this week for VC and C? Well, well, I was going to go for Laird, but you've kind of scared me off him a little bit. But knowing oh, no. Laird and his consistency, I'm going to stick by him with the VC. Um, treated me really, really well, as he did you on the weekend. Um, so he'll be my VC. For the C, it's a little bit, uh, a little bit tougher. Um, 
probably thinking I don't trust McRae yet. Um, oh, I'm thinking Oliver. All right, I'm going to back so him out, I reckon. Um, return to hot form. I think he's just going to be just, you know, not as if he's, he's missed any time, just just back on the back on the horse, back on the bike. Away you go, mate. What about yeah, you? So Who are you going for? I think I'm going the same way. Um, Laird VC. Oh, I don't trust Walsh enough. Um, no. I don't. Uh, McRae's the other one that I'd consider. Yeah. Um, it'll probably depend a little bit. It'll, it'll do, yeah. It's going to depend on what Lance scores because I actually don't think there's a heap of great options late in the round. No. Yeah, so true. I think I'd almost accept a lower score from Laird. Um, if Laird went 120, uh, one, yeah, 120 is probably my lowest that I'd accept. Yeah, I'll be the same. Um, yeah. yeah, like I know how we've sort of spoken about in recent weeks that we were increasing the average that we'd or the increase in the points that we'd expect or increase the the barrier, I guess. the. Um, but I think this week I'm always going to go the opposite way and decrease the barrier because uh, I just don't think in my side there's enough historical averages that are that are favourable here. Lockie Neal, potentially. Um, yeah. Yep. I don't yeah, know. Don't mind it's it. hard. Don't mind it, don't mind it. Um, but, yeah, I reckon that game is going to set everyone apart uh, because of the number of guns that are in it, uh, you know, that game being Melbourne and the Bulldogs. So, yeah, going to be interesting to see uh, which way things fall. But let's move on because we're joined by our uh, our special guest for the episode and it is the current-ranked number six coach overall in JP with his team, Ray Magoo. Alrighty, well, uh, JP, thanks for joining us, mate. It's uh, fair to say you are in a super strong position being only 112 points off top spot. How are your nerves at the moment with uh, five rounds to go? Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting, really. You can delve right into it, look into everyone's stats, or I found myself turning off a little bit this week. Um, had a few players scored really badly and didn't want to watch it, so I went down to the local footy. <laughs> Um, I'm sure I'll watch them during the week at some stage if I need to make a trade, but yeah. It's just, um, just a matter of like just doing doing your trade, switching off and then seeing how they score afterwards. It's like after the fact, like this. Yeah. I'd, I'd be like, if I was in your position, I'm bad enough as it is, I'm ranked 3,000 odd, not even in any position to win, but I just can't help it. It's a habit like during a game yeah. being on, it's just like, you know, Liam, you're probably the same. You're just checking yeah. scores. You're like, oh, they're having a 20. shit start for the game and they come good and right in the highs and lows. Yeah. You check about so, 20 times a 20 times a game, you check the scores. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Refresh, refresh. <laughs> yeah, and you just I, sometimes you guys need to check after the game. Just don't worry too much yeah. about, you know, the little fluctuations in game. Just see what they end up on at the end. And then scaling oh. as well. So yeah. They scale. Like they scale. Oh. Yeah. There's nothing worse. Scaling. Absolutely nothing worse. <laughs> just quickly as well. So JP, the initials, and I don't know if you've, if you've been compared to this before, but... You remind me of, uh, I forget the actor's name, but um, Aaron Paul, Jesse Pinkman. Is it a, a bit of a reference there? I reckon you could pass for his brother. No relation. <laughs> Don't like that. <laughs> yeah, Mr. White. Yes, science. Interview's over. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> Tom Cruise or one of those. Walk uh, out. Those, yeah, walk out. <laughs> well, let's get him back on track on Supercoach. So uh, before we uh, chat about, I guess, the 2022 season, sorry, in a little bit more detail, uh, do you want to give us a bit of a rundown of your history? Uh, how long have you been playing Supercoach? And uh, have you reached these sorts of heights uh, before? Um, I've actually been playing 
since it was in the newspaper, you used to have to cut <laughs> out the player and send it in in an envelope, and then you get the weekly score at the end. Oh, so man. I won a weekly when I was about 15, I reckon. No idea what it was. But, <laughs> wow. um, been playing Supercoach a long time. Yeah. Uh, enjoy it. Love it. Had probably four scores in the top 100, and then mm. a few more in the top 1,000. Yeah. A few blowouts. Obviously um, smashing it this season. Mm. And uh, we always ask our guests to have a bit of a, a reflection, a bit of a sliding doors moment, a bit of a Damien Barrett type uh, operator here. Um, just just looking back at your sort of your trades to date, so which were your, your proudest trades? Uh, and conversely, were, were there any sliding doors moments for you, whether it was you know holding onto a player for longer than what you wanted or trading someone in? Or say, trading someone out um, earlier than you you wanted to say, like a Nick Dacos, for example. A lot of us fall into that uh, category. Um, well, I've got Jack Sinclair. He came in about mm. three, four weeks ago. James Sisley, I got in about round four, base basement price. Rory Laird came in a month ago, and killing it. Yep. Um, got Darcy Cameron at three seventy. Oh wow! And got rid Jeez, of him. Um, yeah, I've done pretty well there. Um, also started Prusian Whips start of the year, which made things a lot easier. Uh, bad trades. Yeah, quite a few of them. I got Darcy <laughs> Parrish for half a game. Oh, oh, Liam, yeah. Liam can relate yeah, that. I can relate. Yeah, Timmy English for a concussion. Oh, uh, Jake Bowie came in for very little. <laughs> and Ollie Wines, I got him pretty early. He's hardly set the world on fire, but being consistent, but just... Yeah, stunk it up a few times lately. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's hard. Like it's it's one of those things you you kind of need to look back at and do a bit of a bit of an order on your on your season. But uh, it might 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 be a little bit easier for yourself um, or harder depending yep. on the way things go. Um, you know, because there's a lot hinging on on where you're at at the moment compared to uh, compared to us. But yeah, it, even I try and do it sort of in season as well. Like. It's one of those things I probably shouldn't because I just end up kicking myself. But I'm in a bit of a conundrum at the moment. Like I've got three trades to go and it's like, do I use one of my trades to then downgrade it to fund the last two or do and go for a primo or do I sort of sideways a guy and keep two trades? And, you know, it's it's mm. trying to sort of work out injuries and COVID and every other factor. And yeah, it's it's hard to sort of hard to work out, isn't it? Oh, it's hard, yeah. I've only got two trades left, as you probably know. Um, got Paddy Cripps stinking it up. Ollie Wine's not doing much. You know, do yeah. you trade one of them to a Rowan Marshall and yeah. get Wines to a Tom Stewart next week? Or, you know, yeah. what happens if Darcy goes down with no trades left, then you're in a bit of strife. A couple of guys ahead of me have got those guys and, yeah, yeah no trades. So. Yeah. so, I guess on that, what's your... What strategy do you normally take? I don't know if you take it every year or if you, you know, mix it up. Um, do you try and reserve trades for injuries or do you make those luxury trades? And I guess if you are making those luxury trades, do you have like a rule of, you know, you don't make them until you've, you know, I think some people have like, you know, if you've got two weeks left of the season, you can make a luxury trade if you've got two trades left. Um, you know, that, that sort of, I guess, rule. I actually made it two luxury trades in round two. So I got myself there. <laughs> did, it, did it a little bit earlier than the normal? <laughs> I, I, I nailed all the rookies, so I had to yeah. make oh, trades somewhere. Helps. Yeah, so. oh, yeah, that's very different. Yeah. No, that's, they're very much luxury trades then. Yeah, that's good. One was Maxi gone after um, 
I had Prusy and Whips already firing, so I thought I'd put the cash elsewhere. Yeah. Have you uh, mm. have you stuck with uh, with Witsy all the way through? I've got Whips, yeah. Yeah, Whips wow. and Darcy now. Yep. Yep. No, it's, a, it's, it's a good trade. Would have would have set you up nicely, like you said. Um, yeah. Yeah, because a lot of people, I, I think we kind of did an order on both of our teams, and I think I've used about eight trades, nine trades maybe on the uh, the Rucks in total. Um, it's been it's mm. been crazy, insane. Like that includes yep. Cherry and the like as well. Um, yeah. Hayes, Cherry, Hayes. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, all, all those, which is um, it's been crazy. Um, and was, just um, just into, I was, gonna, are you, go I was ahead. answering more on that last question. Sorry. Yeah, I got down to thirty-five last year, and I just burnt all my trades. So I I basically self-exploded and went from two hundred mm. to two thousand in the last week. Oh wow! Or two. So I just made sure I'm conserving a few more trades now, especially yep. with the guys ahead of me in a bit of strife. Yeah, it's yeah, it's exactly. uh, yeah, it's um one of those things that I've tried to finesse myself. Like I've been playing since my high school days, since uh, two thousand and four, two thousand three, maybe. And every year I try and take out like you know a bit of a takeaway point. And I think it was probably into my second season. It's like uh, don't trade as much, and it's just one of those things where I'm just so trigger happy that I always end up running out of trades. Like with a month ago, but I'm going all right so far. Not too bad. We need a superannuation account. You know, you've got a little bit of, <laughs> a little bit you can't touch until you're yeah. around 18 or 19. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> um, and just off the back of sort of that question there, but uh, and talking more so strategy with where you're at and where you're placed, um, you know, obviously there's a few factors at play there. You mentioned there that, you know, you have to factor in the number of, number of trades that your competitors ahead of you have. Um, in terms of trying to make up, ground uh, i imagine it'd be pretty hard and a fine balancing act between i mean obviously you can try and choose different vcs and see options to, compared to what they've done unless they pull a shifty and, and change it um last second as, yeah. as some of my league opponents do yeah. um but then on like on the trade front like how how hard is it trying to balance out the fact that yeah they may be running out of trades and if you hold yours is a bit of a rope a dope type scenario or do you try and go a bit aggressive um like, how do you try and weigh that up? And is it just a week-to-week -week factor type thing, depending on who's out? Pretty much so. I've got Haney for cover on the bench, which helps. He covered Oliver. Um, oh, that's good. I just, nice. you know, yeah. I, I want to get rid of Crips. Yeah. Do you do it? Do yeah, you and when do, do you do it? Yeah. He, um, you're a Carlton supporter. I'm a Carlton supporter. God love him. Yep. Started the season <laughs> so well, but he ran past the ball last week and kicked it off the ground when he was five metres in the clear. And it's like, has he done his back again? Yep. Do we, we want to carry him? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a bit hard with Cripper, isn't it? Because, yeah, he looked like a different proposition um, the start of the year and now he's just just fallen away and, and lost his way. Um, not and not he, kicking goals and he's not kicking anymore. Yeah. Just, hand, yeah, just exactly. handballing out of the pack again, going back to yep. his old ways of carrying the team. Yeah. Of like of the guys in your team, not, without giving too much away, of course, um, yep. you've said Cripps. So is Cripps like? Would he be the the number one candidate for yourself if you could spare a luxury yeah. trade in the gun? Yeah, yep, yep. Especially I think yep. with the likes of like a Jack Steele, if you haven't got him, guys of that caliber, uh, Mills mm -hmm. as well. Um, good, uh, good price considering what uh, what the output is compared to Cripper, of course. I'm, I'm thinking a bit left field next week and moving someone into the midfield and trading. Cripper out for Tommy Stewart. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's very nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That open, open up a DPP just if required. Yep. Yeah, that'll uh, that'll definitely or, help. Or maybe even Cripper down to a Marshall and winds up to a 
or do I just hold tight? That's the conundrum. That's right. Yeah. We, won't, we won't give away as to whether or not you're going to do it or when you're going to do it, just in case any of the competitors are tuning in. <laughs> I won't know either, Matt. Keep them guessing. You won't know until you until you check the score at the end <laughs> of the uh, end of the round. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> oh, probably uh, a good way to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and I guess, do you have any advice for those? I guess out there that have finished their sides. Um, do you? What advice would you give to those if they're going for overall or if they're going for a head-to-head leagues? Just remember, it can get really ugly very late in the piece mm. if you don't have players playing. Um, I'm really short on the bench of players playing at the moment. Normally got, you know, four to six. Now it's two to three. Mm-hmm. You get an injury or something and you've burnt your trades. You're losing rank pretty quickly you know, from an overall perspective. But you've still got to be aggressive and go for it. So it's just a fine balance. Yeah, yeah that's absolutely. Very good advice. I've got a kid in my street that got drafted to West Coast a month ago and played his first game, Jai Cully. I oh. really, really want to get oh. him in just because... You know, I've kicked the footy with him in the past, but it's like, can I do it? Can I not do it? <laughs> yeah, he played really well, didn't he? He's a bit of a yeah, tackling yeah. machine by the looks of it. Um, big big body player. He just likes a contest and he's hard at it, yeah. Yeah. Now, Liam and I both both have a bit of a man crush for any guy that uh, fits into that into that type. Um, yeah. Purely super coach, of course. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, like a, like a Jack Steele, you know, or guys of that calibre because it just provides such a, you know, a high... Good player to watch. High floor mm. and yeah, good player to watch. So, yeah, hopefully um, you can spare a trade. Um, maybe potentially. See how you go. It might catapult you to the top. <laughs> if I need the cash. You could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. It'd be like a home. It'd be the homecoming Gets king. Me a bit of cover for sure. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, mate. We'll um, we'll let you go. Thanks so much for um, for joining us mm. on um, this week's episode. And um, goes without saying, but all the best for um, for the run home. And you're in a very very nice spot. And um, yeah, I'll be watching you very. We'll both be watching you very yes. closely. If I get if I get over the line, mate, we'll be having a party somewhere and having a few beers. So, oh, very nice. Looking forward to it then. <laughs> beers on you, uh, no doubt. <laughs> <All brilliant>. yeah, <laughs> awesome. No worries. Well, thanks, JP. Cheers, mate, and uh, all the best. Thanks for Thank me. you. Good Cheers, luck. Boys. Bye. Well, yes, that was JP, the coach of Ray Magoo, who is in currently uh, sixth spot overall. So uh, best of luck to the great man, and hopefully he yes. can come through with the goods and invite us to that um, that piss-up that he mentioned. Yeah. Um, can't recall if that was uh, when we were recording or post. I think it was when we were recording. <laughs> <laughs> if not, people are going to be like, what are you on about? Um, but, yeah, so uh, best of luck to him. But now it's time to move on to our group rankings and the Supercoach Edge Cash League. And... Just checking in. It's going to be interesting, this one, because uh, mm. as we know, there's been a carryover champ for uh, 11 weeks. So let's see if it changes. So first off, the high score for round 19 is Tom with Bipolar Bears. And I'm pretty sure he's actually in my cash league. Yeah, uh, I think that so. name rings a bell. So uh, good stuff, Tom. Uh, he scored 2,619 with a round rank of 161. And his overall rank, he's inside the top 1K now with 882. But now, Liam, I'm going to throw this to you. There's some big news, isn't there? There are some big news. Is it, is it good news? Is it bad news? Yeah. That's, it's how, bad for how, us. How will we know? How will we know? Uh, it's good for some people, bad for some others. Uh, the carryover yeah. champ for 11 weeks in a row, Tyler with his team, Cream Pies, has been dethroned. <laughs> He's been, he's been, uh, what would you say? What would the analogy he's be? Been he's cream been cream pied. <laughs> <laughs> he himself has been cream pied. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Poor Tyler. 
Poor Tyler. Sorry, Tyler. Damn it. It's come to an end we, for now anyway. Yeah. yeah. We have a new but podcast But who's been replaced leader. with? He's been replaced by Tyler. Uh, hey. With his team, Shep Screamers. <laughs> oh, God. Great name Just too. as good. Uh, total score, 4, uh, 42,067. His overall rank is 10th. He's 10th overall. Wow. Huge Jeez, jump. Awesome it was 26th stuff. one round ago. 26th the last round. He's made up that 76 points to overtake cream pies. He's now, I don't know, 200 points ahead of him or something. Yep. And he's going out. He's gotten himself out to a pretty big lead. But he is hotly followed by John with his team, Markle Sparkle, Ooh. who sits just 68 points behind him with a rank of 16. And he came in 14 spots from 30th overall as well. So they're, they're close. Yep. It's, it's getting tight. It's getting toy. Very toy. Oh, tight, 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 yeah. Tight, 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 tight <laughs> from Breaking Bad, which JP will know about because oh. he's Jesse Pinkman. Um, mm. <laughs> those of you who, um, who have seen him on social and see the display picture, he's a dead ringer for, for him, for Jesse Pinkman. If you're as much of a, a fan of Breaking Bad as me, I, I, my heart skipped a bit. I thought it was, I thought it was him. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yes. Uh, if you want to enter the super coach edge group of which you can join now at any time as you have been for all season. We can't shut the <laughs> gates, unfortunately. They're, they're just welded open. So the code is 142059. And let's have a quick run through of the winners in the Supercoach Edge Crown League for Tier 3 Patreons. And the winners in round 18 were Jacqueline with Mid-Price Madness, Peter with his team Tankman77, Kyle with Northwind, Liam, don't know who that guy is, with his team Church of Parish, and Brett with his team The Sharp Shooters. So uh, very nice there. Uh, only Thank one you. round to go this round before and finals. It's, it's so, so. Speaking is, of point, that's not an exaggeration, is it? It's, no, not in the slightest. It's actually probably underselling it. So I'm just going to quickly, sorry, I'm just going to grab the league up. I'm pretty sure uh, just whilst you're doing that, it's a must win for like myself. Pretty much everyone. Um, but everyone, yeah, from second down to what? Yeah. So the only eight? person that's safely in the in the top uh, in the finals is um, Bruce with his team Shuin, uh, who is in first. Uh, he's got thirty six points. Then from second, he's on thirty two points. Uh, Mad- Maddie with his team Orion, uh, thirty two to Brett the sh- and the Sharpshooters, thirty two to myself. So I'm in fourth spot uh, with my team Church of Parish. 32 points for Kyle with his team Northwind. So that's the top five. Uh, then you sit into sixth spot with 28 points against D, uh, Damon. Uh, 28 points for Scott Arthur with his team Black and White. 28 points for Lyle with his team Lyle Styles. 28 points in ninth for Jacqueline <laughs> with her team Mid-Price Madness. And unfortunately, Peter sits in 10th spot uh, with just 24 points. Uh, and he's probably the only one that's a hundred percent out of contention. Yeah, that's crazy. So it's going to come down to obviously who wins, but also uh, because it is ranked on uh, points scored overall uh, or virtually um, overall ranking, that's going to separate, I think, as to who makes and misses the finals. And it is a top five uh, finals set up uh, with the 10 man league there. So yeah, it's going to be uh, hotly contested this weekend. And I'm hoping I can come away with a win because I do need a win in order to get into finals. So uh, see how we go there. But with that, uh, let's uh, just read out some of our socials as to where our listeners and viewers can find us. Yes, on uh, YouTube, search Supercoach Edge. 
And don't forget to like and subscribe and uh, watch the vodcast there. Uh, on Twitter, you'll find us at, at supercoach underscore edge. My, uh, Damon at DamonJ88. Myself at Liam Evans underscore 95. Facebook and Insta search supercoach edge and you will find us there. Yes, very nice. Well, uh, that's it. That's the end of this episode. So uh, best of luck to those of you out there gunning for Supercoach finals, gunning for the top spot overall like JP or uh, or Tyler or everyone else out there that's that's uh, absolutely killing it at the moment. Uh, but for us, Liam, let's just try and win because uh, I th- think for my cash league, I, if I get a win, I'll be able to make finals. Same with our Supercoach Edge uh, cash league. So uh, if I get knocked out, I think you're – you're one ahead of me, aren't you? Um, Two ahead of you, yeah. Yeah, so um, same. I'm on one. I'm on the one. I've got one win on top of you. Yeah. So, so uh, uh, at least one of us can make it in that league. We've got to represent in our own Supercoach Edge League. I reckon we could both make it. It's just yeah. It's gonna be tight. It's gonna be real tight. Yep. Tight to tight, tight, tight. So um, with that, we'll uh, we'll catch you next week, uh, same time, same place, and uh, hopefully with better fortunes. We'll see you then. Yes. Thanks. Good luck, guys. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs>